let's transition to you. You're at the place now where you have done the same sort of thing. You went to college for one thing. You went to grad school for something else. And then you spent years till you said, screw it. I don't want this anymore. You were stuck. You were done. Yeah. You didn't know what you wanted to do, but you know you didn't want to do that. Like you felt like a shell of yourself every day coming home. Exactly. What, what was that feeling like? Yeah. So this is this is my whole story and I'll try to I'll try to keep it as short as possible. But cool. ever since I was little, I have always loved to create and make things. And, you know, my mom would it'd be nap time and my mom would have me, you know, go take my nap when I was little. And instead of taking my nap, I would stay up and make things. I'd make little books. I'd make her little notes. I'd create these whole things, these, you know, creative. I'd, I'd draw things and I'd put it together. I'd staple it together and make stories, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. It was just something I naturally loved to do. And then when, you know, CDs came out and uh, I got this boom box that you could like record so you had a cd oh my god but so also old. i know i know <laughs> which is why I'm, i feel like i'm a good age for this because yeah, i'm perfect the millennials is like hybrid generation like we yeah. came into this life we had a good portion of our life that was analog stuff without iphones yeah right. and then at like you know 12 13 you start getting into the digital world like internet all that stuff but um so i think we're a pretty unique generation um but anyway, so, you know, I got my boom box and I would make these radio shows and I loved music. I would stay up late. Like even if I had to wake up at like 7 a.m. to go to school, I would stay up super late listening to the radio and like listening who the artist was and what the song was. And then on the weekends, I would make my little radio shows and I would, you know, say, oh, hi, everybody. You know, next up we have this song from Sugar Ray. (laughs) That's awesome. And play them, make my... So anyway, that's just a little example of my life as a young kid. And and also, I did everything. I sang, danced, acted, you know, played piano, guitar. I I was very You were the mom in the car generation. We didn't have that. Yeah. Like, I can't believe girls didn't have anything. Like, they had, like, brownies and, like, you know, Girl Scouts. That's it. Yeah. That's... Yeah. We had, like, Little League... And then we had like Little League football, which I hated, even though my dad was a football coach. Yeah. But you, we, they had nothing. But you guys at least, like our kids, the same as yours, we drove them to everything. Yeah. So you Run were in the car the whole time. Yeah. And, but the, the thing is, is when I think back to what I chose, what I want, what I gravitated towards was all those creative things. Right. So, and anyway, fast forward to college. I got into the SMAD program, which is the School of Media Arts and Design at James Madison University. Shout out, go Dukes. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that was amazing. It was a, my specialty was digital video and cinema, and it was awesome. And I was like following, I still knew that that was like the path, like the creative path. I wanted to come out to LA. I wanted to work in the industry and, and right. all of it. About halfway through, and then this is where my path kind of turns. Uh, yeah, this weird how you got the nutrition. I like that's insane. So basically, my path turned because I got confused somehow in the mix. I thought that following your passion was somehow selfish. That it wasn't. If you followed your passion, it somehow wasn't like helping out humanity, that you had to like mm. give of yourself. You had to be like a, a servant leader, which is an important thing to be, but it doesn't mean that 
you shouldn't be in line with what lights you up. Kind of like an activist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like an activist, like someone who someone who sacrifices your life for the sake of other people. Exactly. Helping other people that there's so much virtue in that and that that should be kind of the only focus. Shouldn't have a passion outside of that. You should just that should be your passion. Yeah. Putting other people before yourself. These are all great things to live by, but not. But. Right. But at the time, I thought that was what I needed to do. Disconnected from your passion. Right. Right. And then also at the time, I was having some stomach issues and I was interested in ways to fix it. And that's when I learned about nutrition. I learned a lot about it. I read up on it and I utilized it to help my to help me. That's so funny because that's what Jessica Alba as a kid had all these issues. That's why she started the Honest Company because she had all these issues. Oh, wow. And she said that you couldn't buy anything, everything, all the soaps and stuff for kids, everything for the kids was like bad for certain, like 10% of the kids or 20% of the kids. Right. And there was nothing like honest about what was in it. Right. Ah, yeah. 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 So, and I honestly (laughs) got confused and I really loved the fact that it helped me. And I was like, oh my gosh. Also, I was very interested. It was very interesting. Physician, heal thyself. Yeah. <laughs> so I was I was very interested in it. And I confused that with that's, oh, I was looking for something where I can help people. I love working with people. Like, oh, nutrition, like it helped me. This should be what I do. And I wanted to go to grad school too, because I thought you should go to grad school. You know, but, but, I, but also, what about the fact that market smad people or marketing people like if you're in business school there's a defined pathway mm-hmm. political science there was a defined pathway yeah accounting there was a defined pathway i found that pathway that was defined but a little less defined but it was something i loved yeah right well absolutely so like did that play into it that you needed to make money and coming out of it and hey i can make money and have a good job and help people a hundred percent. So you kind of got it all backwards, like what we're trying to teach. Exactly. Right. So maybe it was like junior-ish year when that reality starts to set in that like, oh my gosh, I'm about to be an adult. Right. I realized, yeah, I exactly. I was like, oh, this creative path, not only would it be selfish, right, that I told myself that right. it would be selfish, but also, yeah, not financially stable, not responsible. I should be, I should have a solid. Not at all. And I thought in my head, oh, I should have a solid plan B, and that's perfect. That's what I'll do with nutrition. It'll be my my solid, responsible, and then I'll do that, but also pursue my my creative stuff eventually. Right. Like, right, that's the hobby. Instead of the nutrition being more of the hobby or more of the helpful mm-hmm. stuff to people. I, I flipped it, flipped and it, little right. did I know that was completely wrong. And it's it's, har- it's very hard, it's hard to do that when you right. choose a path like right. that. It's all consuming, especially if it's not in alignment with what you love. Right. It consumes you. It drains you. So you so, got a master's in nutrition. So I, yeah. So from there, I straight from college, went to grad school uh, for nutrition. It was totally different. Master's in science degree in nutrition. And I became a registered dietitian. So it was like two separate things. Right. So um, both of ours, mine was sort of undefined, like mm-hmm. political science, sort of go to law, but still undefined. And then I went to master's in accounting, which is like accounting. Defined. Super right brain. And you get your CPA, you get a certificate. Which is You so get a funny. license. You get a license. Because I got my dietitian credential. I got so my CPA both... <laughs> and I could I hated taking that damn because... test. I hate that. That sucked. It was some bullshit. Oh, I know. I had a, I had a national test too. It oh, was God. so stressful. Ridiculous. Um, 
But yeah, so look, we both did like one thing that was the right brain and we were like, ah, that's not that's not responsible. And then we went a left brain pivot. Yeah. And anyway, I think it's left brain, which was irresponsible and right brain was the thing. I think left brain's creative. Is left brain creative? I think it is. Oh, we'll have to look that up. See if we had another producer behind the camera, we could be like, hey. (laughs) Like a real producer who's not a star. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we'll not get the star there. producer. Yeah. <laughs> not the, the producer that like wears a, all the hats. Like a boring producer that just figures out the audio. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. At least. Figures out my cheat, figure out yes. what it's supposed to be. Cheat it's to a the camera. camera. <laughs> <laughs> we, I, I told him before we our first episode that we were like, oh, Mark needs to cheat a little bit. No, I complain because I only catch inside of my <laughs> fat head. Like, you need to see all of my fat oh, features. stop. All of my features. <laughs> I got you. (laughs) And your nutrition has helped me a lot, though, too. So it's really great. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So to make it short, because I know this is a long, it's a, it feels like, I mean, it was a long part of my life. So after I did that, that was like four years of post-baccalaureate, then two years of grad school and my internship of dietitian. Not cheap. Oh, not cheap. All of that was done about four years after JMU. So now I had nothing to do. So I was, not nothing to do, but it was... I finished and I was like, oh my God, I finished. Right. Two of my brothers were living out here in LA and I was like, I'm going to visit them right. and not have any plans for after. I just need a break. I just want to sure. enjoy myself. Right. And because now that you're employable. Yeah. Now I have the credentials. Lots of people can, will hire you because there's lots of people that need nutritionists. Yeah. It was a feeling of safety. And I think right. that was part of the reason why, well, a big reason why I went to it. But, right. um, so, and to help people. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like a crazy thing. It was altruistic. Yeah. And also because I liked nutrition, I thought that that was what I needed to do. So I, I want to get into this more maybe in the next episode or the one after that. But there's a confusion sometimes with what yep. you should be doing. And that's totally normal. And right. honestly, if I didn't do that, I probably wouldn't be here right now. Right. right. No, no, like, there's no I bad. You know, the 10 years you did that actually were good. Like i started my company and there was good things about it and bad things about it and it went out of business and then I started something else to something else and it all leads somewhere. But as long as you have that North Star, they call it, like as long as that moonshot is still there and at some point you realize that nutrition was not your moonshot. Exactly. And, and you could help I did more with what we're doing now. When you met me too, that lit that up. Like yeah. all of a sudden both things lit up and I was like, I needed you because I didn't have that. I did a couple of Killing Puppies episodes and I'm like, okay, I'm entertaining myself. But I don't think anybody else, I don't even know how to put it on YouTube. <laughs> it's somewhere on YouTube, but no one can see it. No, right. one, no one can even get to it. It's probably <laughs> it's an unlisted a, video or something. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> dumbest thing ever. Oh, well, I'm so glad we found each other. Then. <laughs> oh, no, I, I can help like a company in the Cleveland Clinic, you know, get funded for cardiovascular care, uh, you know, augmented reality and cardiovascular care, which is doing really well. But I can't figure out how to list something on YouTube. That's <laughs> so funny. It's like my I dad. Know. It was like my dad with the with the with the remotes. Right. Don't touch the remote. What was it gonna blow up the house? Yeah. Seriously. Oh, I didn't even know that's how it used to be. <laughs> oh no, no, he's still like when he before he passed. It was like you because he had three different remotes and one did one thing, one did the other, and I get that. It can all be on. Right. It can all be on one. You know? And it and I remember that like sometimes if you touched one it would like mess up the whole it'd system. Mess it up. Yeah, I re- I do remember oh, that. Mess yeah. it up. J- Jay Leno has a good comedy routine. Because there's this. like an audio system right. oh, and then yeah, the yeah. the, the like VCR, the, the cable yeah. one. Yeah. Um, but anyhow. So anyhow, okay, where was I? I think you landed here. Yeah, moved out to LA. Here and then you decided, hey, oh, oh, stay. 
So yeah, a couple weeks in, I was like, wait, this place is amazing. It's literally paradise. And I can, this can be my Everyone can move to Texas and Florida. It's still cool. Yeah. I just decided that I wanted, I was going to stay. So I lived out of my suitcases for several months and I, I started looking for jobs. I started making friends and I started myself into, into that, into that dietitian path. Hmm. You know, I started taking different jobs at hospitals and that's a whole nother story in and of itself. But, you know, throughout the time I kept feeling like, well, I, I wasn't enjoying myself, but I kept, it's that mindset, kind of what we talked about in the last hmm. episode that like you have this like suffering, like work equals suffering. And like, if you're not suffering, if it doesn't like suck, then it's not work. Mm -hmm. So that's what got me through. Like, well, nobody likes their job, right? Like nobody likes waking up. People are like the, the people who actually aren't working that hard that are, you know, part of the binary financial system or the state or the government or whoever that are in charge of kind of everything. They want you to think it's supposed to be hard. Mm -hmm. Right. So it didn't set off red flags yet because I was like, I knew I didn't like it and I wasn't and it was all such a drag. Mm -hmm. But I was like, well, this is what it's supposed to feel like being an adult. Like it sucks. Like it just sucks. But as the years went on, that didn't that didn't work as well anymore. What those lies I was telling myself stopped working. And I really started not feeling like myself. Like I really slowly realized that I had become a shell of myself. The stuff I used to love doing, all the stuff I was telling you guys about, about um, what I love to do is growing up as a kid in yeah. high school and in college, like yeah. I was myself. I felt whole. And eventually over the years, doing just nutrition stuff and just only focusing on that, I wasn't doing any of the things that I always naturally gravitated towards and loved. And I was working against the grain. And I was a shell of myself. I was exhausted at the end of every day. I was completely, there was no, you know how I told myself back in call, back in grad school, oh, I'll do the creative stuff on the side. I had nothing left in the tank for any of that. No. I, I, there was no inspiration. There was no motivation. I just was so bummed that I had to wake up the next day and do that stuff again, do the nutrition stuff again. Right. And although I loved it, I loved the idea of it, it wasn't in, it wasn't true to me. And even, and I was also good at it. And I think that's another thing that, that made me continue on is right. because I would get positive feedback and people would tell me, oh, you're so good at it. And you're like, well, I'm good at it. That's what I got to do. But that's another but fallacy. You were good in the system, but you also knew that the system told you what to do. And you thought there was other, like you couldn't be creative within that system. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and because um, it's big, com big companies and big systems, and they're trying to make money, and sometimes it's hard. To yeah, be as personal and creative with your time as you'd like to be. Exactly. Right. So yeah, I think all those things play into it. Like getting confused, you know, if you have people telling you, "Oh, you're so good at, you're so skilled at this," that that's what you should be Get doing. Good reviews. Yeah, it's like getting an A on a paper. And it's also a I little like yeah. yeah, and that's yeah. a little serotonin boost, right? right? When someone right. tells you, "Good yeah. job." It keeps you there longer. Um, We're going to so. get another 10% bump or a 2% bump or a 3% bump. It's like, okay, seriously. Right. It keeps right. you going. The thing that I loved about your story is when you were on it, like you asked me this question, when you were on the beach, you were on the beach. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you got to the point where you decided you weren't going to take it anymore. Did you feel like, and this is a question we talked about like sort of off camera, 
and you said one of your friends had this issue, there is a point where it's not like a point of no return, but like you feel like if you continue this way, you're never going to be able to get back to what you thought. Yes. That's a fallacy, but it's also a good driver, a good motivation. If you're feeling like, oh my God, I'm at the point of no return. If I continue down this pathway, I am not going to get to my dream, mm-hmm. right? A, that's a lie. You can always get back to your dream, but B, that should be a motivate. That should be a sign that you need to like burn the house down. Yeah, exactly. And that it was, it was so a momentous moment for me. So COVID, we I think it was like mid-COVID, mm-hmm. I'd started working from home. Part of my thinking was like, oh, maybe it's, I kept trying to like make mini pivots mm-hmm. still in the nutrition world. And any of those mini pivots didn't right, weren't right, the answer. Right. So I was working from home now and I got a new job that was doing like virtual nutrition stuff. And I was like, it's probably just that. I just, yeah. I need to do virtual and yeah. da, 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 and not be in the hospital. Right. I st- Once that was clear that that wasn't working and I still, at the end of the day, even after just working like a few hours, like I still was so like catatonic and like a shell of myself. Right. I, there was a moment, um, my parents had come to visit. Um, well, they actually were quarantining. They, they actually had flown, this is crazy. They had flown in to visit us a couple days before quarantine right and they pretty much ended up being stuck with us in in los angeles for majority of the first crazy covid months Mm -hmm. um so that was a you know that was really nice but um anyway my brother and i went to uh take my parents to the airport and on the way back we were um driving up the 405 and we were like you know what should we Let's go to the beach. Let's go to the beach. Let's, it's a beautiful, it was a beautiful it's a good thing about California. You can always go to the beach. You can always go to the beach. Right. Yeah. If we're, half this podcast will be convincing people how amazing <laughs> the West Coast is. LA is cool. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, so we were like, let's go to the beach. So I remember sitting there and we were just kind of talking about life and we were watching the waves go and the sun was starting to come down. And I just felt this intense bout of clarity and this, this immense feeling of like, you need to take a leap. You need to take a scary leap of faith because even just talking with my brother and just, it just became very clear to me, yeah, that this wasn't the path for me. And I really tried to make it work. And I really tried to try different things. And I was ignoring what my gut had been telling me for many years at that point, that this wasn't my path. And in order to break free from that path, you gotta face the fear of taking the leap. And it was at that moment that I gave myself the confidence and I and I said I need to figure out a way to do this. Um, right. So it was really powerful for me, and that was that moment. But it it took also for me to hit that a, a low point to hit kind of a rock bottom with it of feeling like who I didn't even recognize myself. In the next podcast we're going to talk about the things we did and maybe how we could do it better or how other people can get unstuck and move into that next phase. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.